Do you remember that time in high school when you were dating that tall guy with long hair? Maybe who didn't have the best personal hygiene and you broke up with him due to some completely random reason and he told you you're gonna regret this for the rest of your life and uh, yeah it's been like six or seven years since you last thought of him <laughs> so yeah this is going to be this series uh, we're at the end of the cognitive bias series and I'm going to share with you the last five cognitive biases that I believe are going to be useful maybe I'm gonna throw in some honorable options as well we're gonna cover the cognitive biases from O to Z right now so let's go straight into it for you out there who love to control everything and to lo who love to schedule such as myself this is a really interesting one it's the planning fallacy it's been research that actually we tend to underestimate terribly how much a time how much time a task takes us right we tend to underestimate by even 50 percent in most cases the average is around 40 percent right but there are some outliers some people who are really good at predicting what they do especially if they're accustomed to the task but if you like if you have a very general task such as read a hundred pages you think this is gonna take you two hours guess what it's gonna take you four okay so be well aware of this fallacy I can tell you like this happened to me countless of times okay let's go to number two should I tell you the truth yeah I will we only cover the behavioral biases here so there are other types of biases such as social biases and memory errors yeah, I'm gonna make an episode of those as well. Uh, for example, social bias is the cheerleader effect and, you know, when people appear more attractive when they're in a group. And, uh, for example, the egocentric bias, which is a memory error. You tend to remember things slightly better for yourself, like you tend to remember your own performance slightly better. And I'm not talking here about sexual things. <laughs> just to make sure so let's go back to our behavioral biases and finish this off like finish this off we're only at number two so let's go at number two and this is basically the reason why i created this series it's called pareidolia and uh, maybe i'm pronouncing it wrong but it's the tendency of us of the human brain of humans to perceive a vague or random stimuli as such as an image or a sound to be significant for example you tend to see hidden messages or images of animals or faces in the clouds or maybe you're hearing your, somebody calling your name when there is nobody there uh, this is pareidolia and uh, it's, ac it's actually amazing um, I don't understand why we're doing it, I don't understand what purpose it serves, but I believe it's somehow correlated with different states, maybe states of anxiety, maybe states in which you're incredibly aware of your surroundings, uh, and maybe it can serve a survival purpose, but other than that, I don't know, it's just a very funny one. The third, the projection bias. This is why, and this is how you get one-nitis, which means, and that's very common in guys we tend to project this fantasy on a girl that we desire we tend to think that she's 
the ultimate angel, the love of our life. We're never gonna find something like her, or uh, we want to spend the whole of our lives with her. And guess what? This kind of behavior only triggers you being needy. And <laughs> it's gonna burn up in flames, but it's really funny to see guys with one-itis until they realize that the girl has flaws. Um, I remember this girl that I had a massive crush on, and those are basically the crushes, right? And I was in uh, high school, no, it was previous, I was 14, right? And um, this girl, like, she was so pretty, she had such a pretty face, and she just said at some point something that by the time I found disturbing. Um, and uh, that's where my one night is ended with her. Um, she said something like, and we were just friends, right? We were hanging in a complete innocent setting. She said something like, I want to be fucked by a guy who fucked many other women. And I was like, yeah, that's... No, no, it, it just ruined my whole, my whole image. I was 14 at that time, right? So right now that wouldn't be an issue, but... <laughs> back then I mean still I find it's something like kind of weird but each to his or her own preferences but at that time I remember that shattered the glass like I was seeing her as this perfect angel like <laughs> she wouldn't have any issues like she wouldn't smile she wouldn't she wouldn't sweat she wouldn't she would be perfect but um, yeah that's the projection bias for you and it works outside the relationships as well but it was just way too funny not to discuss this the fourth one you know why trump always rhymes because of the rhyme and reason effect because when i'm saying something that has some certain melody to it some sort of rhyme you're gonna pay me way more than just a dime no i, I i'm just silly right now but it tends to be more truthful, perceived to be as more truthful. So, a famous example was used in the O.J. Sam Simpsons trial, right? And it was a phrase used, if the gloves don't fit, then you must acquit. And it's very easy to remember, right? Um, again, just watch some of Donald Trump's speeches and you're gonna find repetition and enumeration like there, there is actually a really great video discussing what techniques donald trump uses and even if you like him even if you hate him it doesn't matter you just have to be aware of the technique ah god of the techniques i'm trying to speed this up <laughs> so let's go to the last one because i've got to go the status quo bias we tend to want things as they are. When a new program comes by, we're very reluctant to change. And I see this in my own editing process. Like, I don't want to use anything else rather than Premiere Pro, right? Even though there may be better solutions. Just because I kind of have some little knowledge, like the knowledge that is just good enough for me to do what I have to do. So, yeah. That's a really really interesting bass. Also, let's go to some honorable mentions, right? Without examples, without anything. The survivorship bias, because we tend to see only the things that survived. Like, you know, when a millionaire tells you a story and he says, do this, do that, blah, blah, blah. 
the millionaires are the survivors. Like, we tend to look at them, but maybe there are thousands of people who tried the same thing and failed. Being a millionaire is as much a matter of luck as it's a matter of skill and a matter of actually putting in the work, but that's another story. And I'm gonna end up with a personal favorite, which is the Zero Sum Bias. I'm gonna spend the next couple of minutes talking about him and we're gonna wrap this, but see, it's the same as everywhere. This is why I said and I always advocate the fact that we should help each other. We should build on top of each other's progress. There is no such thing as a zero-sum game in the economy. The economy is always growing. You're not winning at the expense of somebody else's. Yeah, right, somebody fucked you over. You have all the rights to fuck him or her over. But, and there are no rules in that, right? Once you got fucked over, you're free to go, man. Just go on a rampage, but don't let this ruin your thoughts with negativity and <laughs> obstruct your judgment because you're gonna try to do anything to ruin that person. That, that doesn't work. You're gonna end up ruining yourself, right? So that's not the way to, to go. The way to go is to basically synergize, to work together with other people, even though if they're your competitors, right? Believe me, if you're working with them, you can both grow your industries by a certain amount that both of your businesses are going to get more money. They're going to get more clients. They're going to get overall better, right? It's very important because all the communities that we have are built on this idea of working together for a greater goal. Like a person on his or her own can only realize as much right so remember nothing is a zero-sum game if you're losing it's not because it's a zero-sum game no you're one of the losers of that game <laughs> that's the thing you have to be like really frank with you you're not like oh i'm losing because somebody else is winning no i'm i'm losing because i'm losing that's just it some industries are full of losers like See, for example, and actually I'm going to give you an example of winners. An example of winners in Romania in the last year was the retail industry, the hypermarket industry, whatever that means. Basically, very large shops, such as if you're from the US, uh, actually, you know, you know what it means. Let's not um, spend way too much money, uh, sorry, way too much time on this. So. This industry as a whole has grown like with an average of 10 to 15%, right? So that means that everybody's growing. But for example, in the telecom space, all the companies took a hit, a 5% to 10% blow. Some more than others, some are at 20%. And you can see like the company who took 20% as a hit, well, she's the company is doing poorly, okay? It's never a zero sum game. It's never a zero-sum game. You don't have to balance yourself against some other person. The only balancing is within yourself. It's not external, okay? So keep your balance within between the chaos and the order or whatever forces you believe are at play. And outside man, just be, share, uh, try to communicate with everybody. 
try to work with as many people as possible. And maybe, maybe you'll get the good results. Nobody can guarantee those results to you. It's the same as with the market. Nobody can tell when the market will crash, right? Nobody knows. You can't time a global economy. Good. Thank you so much for listening to this series. It's been a pleasure just being able to ramble on those topics. I love biases. I love to understand how we're inclined to think some, uh, let's say, incorrect facts over what actually happens in reality. And I do believe it's very useful for us to know why we're doing what we're doing. Otherwise, like we, if we don't think for ourselves and if we don't understand where we can be biased, we tend to get into some certain traps of ideology, such as socialism, right? Which is sheesh. Thanks. I mean, okay, great neo-capitalism is not any better. But socialism, man, have you ever seen a socialist country that has fared well? Yeah, me neither. So uh, I'm going to wrap up with this. Please be aware of your biases. Please, if you don't know something about the subject, just say, hey, I'm not interested in this or hey, I want to know your opinion first or whatever. Like you can get away from any topic that you don't want to discuss easily. You know this better than I do. And uh, also, like, sometimes it's of no value to share your opinion with people who are biased. It's of no value to argue with somebody with an ideology that basically neglects the whole idea of being able to have a serious discussion on a topic. So, thank you so much for listening. I know this one is not gonna provide you with a (laughs) smiley face at the end, but... Uh, it's again I I believe it's very important for us to know and for us to be able to tell things apart so with this in mind it's been Victor here massive pleasure probably we're not gonna hear each other until the end of this week if so and for that matter I'm wishing you to have the guts and do whatever the fuck you want alright cool